1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. If you've forgotten the difference between watching a movie and experiencing one, you need to visit Marcus Theaters. Start by visiting MarcusTheaters.com. Well, there is still football going on. We just do not have a representative in the field this time around. Santana, good morning. Good morning. Is there football going on? Is there oh, right? There is football going on. Where do you want to start? What was the, what was the best game of the week? What was the best game of the weekend? Do we, do we start with the last, or do we start with the beginning? I mean, all of them were, most of them were good. There were no real blowouts except for the last one and the Forty Nine er game. You know, that was a three touchdown game. Besides that. Every game went down to a possession or two. All right, let's start with the the last game that everybody saw. That was uh, Dallas and the Buccaneers, Monday Night Football, and the Cowboys throttled the Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, Dak Prescott is on fire or was on fire. Um, there's a lot of concern because he hadn't played well the last two, three weeks. Um, he was going up against the legendary Tom Brady. Um and you know, there's, there's, you get to a point that you know you get you start looking at some of these quarterbacks and these players, and you start understanding that Dak Prescott just seemed to be more. He seemed to be he was playing hungry. You know, when you start looking at, he's throwing his body around, naked bootlegs, things like that. So he was definitely going into that game to come out a winner. And that's a guy and, who had uh, a nauseating ankle. Was it a broken ankle, separated the joint? What was it a couple yeah, of years he had a ago? Dislocated ankle, maybe yeah. a season. Or was it a season? Or maybe, it might have been two seasons yeah. ago. But then he had a broken thumb. You know, the first week of this season, he had a broken thumb on his throwing hand, and that doesn't feel good, you know. So um, he didn't look good like the last four or five weeks of the season. But last night, like his pinpoint throwing and just his. The way he commanded the offense was outstanding. But, you know, everything Dallas did was right, except for this place kicker that missed four extra points in a row. Not one, not Not two, two. not three, four extra points in a row. I've never seen anything like that. Well, he he missed three, and then there was halftime for, uh, you know, give him a a chance to gather himself. And then they went out, the the Cowboys, and, and scored again. Right, right in the third quarter, right away, and yeah. he missed the fourth. He missed the fourth, and the crazy part of it, you know, they they drove down late in the fourth quarter, I believe, and they ended up going for it on fourth and five, where Dak threw his fifth, or he scored his fifth touchdown, the fourth touchdown of the day, and um, you can see McCarthy on the sideline, like when they asked him, like, "Do you want the field goal?" He's like, "Hell no, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> we're going for it, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> well, no." Uh-huh. no. He did kick an extra point, didn't he? He, he, uh, he made yeah, one. Yeah, afterwards he kicked, he kicked one. Out of all day, he kicked one extra point. Yeah. And that's going to be a big decision that they've got to make this week. Like, do you make a switch or do you go into San Fran with that same foolishness? Because, you know, if, if it's a close game and that kid can't seem to find the goalpost again, I mean, that could be a major loss. That could be a real big deal. Remember when Mike McCarthy didn't give up on Mason Crosby when he was struggling that year? Yeah. Mike doesn't give up on kickers right away. Um, but He's but at what him. point But at what point in that game last night does he really have to consider, let's go for two, 
let's not put this on our kicker. Not tonight. Because he never did. He kept he sending him out there. He had a lead. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think he had a lead. And, you know, I don't It's going to be crazy. It's, it's, I'm going to have to watch to see, like, do you go Do you go get a, If you guys are the GM, do you go get another place kicker this week? Well, you what, told, what do you do with your kicker during the week? You're the coach. What do you do? I mean, you give him some inspiration. You go out there and, you know, you typically have a field goal kicker come out and he kicks around early before he goes golfing, you know. So, because uh, kickers always leave practice early for whatever reason. Yeah. So, you know, but but practice is not game time when 70,000 people are watching you. Okay, so that's in his head, right? You got to do something about that, right? Oh, it's definitely in his head. I mean, and these were grotesque myths. Like, he wasn't even close. Right. Like, he was. You can't make an NFL roster. You can't make an NFL roster if that's not routine, right? I mean, that is just a routine kick. I make them. I just make them. Yeah. I miss two. I miss two a year. You don't miss four in the playoffs. That's. And the kid has had a pretty good year. I think he only missed like four field goals, three field goals all year. All right, you told you told yeah, us when you were those are in his head too now. When you were in Green Bay, oh. you said Ron Wolf had players coming and going all the time that he was looking at, flying in. You guys would see some dude there and go, "What's he doing? Why is he doing this?" Well, he was always looking for people. You can look for kickers in the postseason too, right? Yes, you can fly a couple in. I don't yeah. think that will help his head any. No, if he sees You're right, that. but. He- Exactly. B. Does that help his head? Like, if he shows up, if you show up tomorrow and they've got three kickers kicking the ball before practice, is that going to help the kid or not? I don't we know. we got a kicker for every goal okay. post. Okay, let's say you don't fly any kickers in this week because you're afraid it's going to mess with his head and he misses everything again next week and you lose. Now that's on you as the coach and the GM for not trying to improve the team. I think and, I would, you know, they love, they love, or we love harping on Mike McCarthy, right? Like, so if they if they go up to San Fran and they lose a close cane with a narrow miss of a field, field goal, goal, everybody's going to kill them. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. going to kill them. Yeah. I think uh, you would have to look at kickers away from the practice facility. Off-site at yeah. a high school. Yeah. Meet them at a park. It would. Yeah. The media is going to know that there's kickers at a high school kicking. The kicker is yeah. going to see it in the newspaper. He's going to see it on the internet. He's going to see it on the news. You can't keep it secret. This is the NFL. They don't want to keep yeah. things secret. Well, they want. I don't, I don't think I'll make a change. As, as we talk about this and discuss it, I think if I'm the head coach of GM, I don't. Make okay, a you don't make a change, but do you contact some other kickers? No, nah. you have to. Do you, do you man, contact? You're, you're a guy. How about a you hip- are our guy. How about a hypnotherapist or, uh, you know, the, like the guy in the natural? Losing is a disease. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. I mean, if I'm the head coach, I may reach out to his significant other, his girlfriend or wife or whatever he's got going on and say, hey, whatever happened this past week, let's make sure it doesn't happen again. I can't <laughs> believe know? I can't believe we're talking about a kicker. Uh, well, the- it's okay. just so incredible. Yeah. I mean, Four extra points in a row. That's... Right, and I'm telling you, like most of these, the Cowboys were lucky last night because, you know, we talked about this when the show started. Like most of these playoff games are going to come down to a possession or two, a fumble or two, 
you know, the ball is gonna bounce wrong in the wrong direction. So you're gonna you're gonna need these extra points. They are gonna need him in San Francisco next Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. He's going to have to make those kicks. And if you didn't bring anybody in to challenge him or get him back, you know, on the square he should be on for doing this job, you should be fired as the well, GM. He has the job because up until now he's been reliable. What yeah, been went wrong? Right, yeah. Just imagine if Jacksonville uh, down what thirty-one points, twenty-seven to nothing at one point. <laughs> so speaking, now speaking Trevor Trevor Lawrence stops throwing interceptions and they win and they get uh, touchdowns. But then after the touchdown, instead of kicking the extra point, oh. their guy gonks yeah. it off. Yeah, they don't win. They don't win. Yeah, yeah. The playoffs are pretty yeah. unforgiving, right, Santana? They are very unforgiving. They are very unforgiving. And, you know, we talked about never seeing. I've never seen a quarterback throw four interceptions in the first half and just turn off the hydrant and say, okay, let me fix this and come back the second half and throw four touchdowns. Yeah. That was that That's was just as incredible, really. That was the most fun game of the weekend right there, and it was Saturday night. I think you're right. And then that big, the biggest possession was right before the half because he's thrown four interceptions and they still run the two-minute drill down and they go and get a late score in the first half that gets you to the locker room and says, hey, I know it's been a crazy first 30 minutes, but believe it or not, we're two, three possessions out of this thing before making it a game. So and it gives you some belief if you're in that Jacksonville locker room. Which would you rather have happen to your team? Four interceptions and a half. <laughs> Or three missed extra points and a half. They both won. Both of those teams won. Yeah. yeah. Would Would you rather? Yeah. I think that the three extra points. I think the three extra points. I think so, too, because at least you're having some success scoring touchdowns in that scenario. And you can chase those points with a two-point conversion yeah. later, too. But the four interceptions. Yeah, that's, that's a tough. Nobody comes back from that. The, and, the, how did he, and how did he come back? How did he just, what switch did they make? But, I mean, statistically. You've got you to have, like, zero. I mean, and that's not just the quarterback position, but any position on that field. you just got to have, you got to have a mentality like, the memory of a goldfish. They say, I don't know how they know this, a goldfish memory is like two seconds. <laughs> and, like, if you've thrown four interceptions, you've got to be be able to get back out there and say, that is not me. That I'm not built like that. Let me get back out there and show you. Well, you you have a personal connection to the head coach of the Jaguars, Doug Peterson. Oh, without, he was, a, without he was, a doubt. He was old, your backup. Dougie Peterson. Yeah, he was the your backup Dougie in Peterson. Green Bay. Why don't why don't you yeah. call him and go? What in the hell did you say to that kid? <laughs> I know what he said to him, you know, because Doug is again. He's been a backup. He's played for years. He was a high school college coach before he went back to the NFL. So I know what he said to him. He said, "You got this. I know you've got it. Let's figure it out." Is Doug a rah rah guy? Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Okay. He's somebody you you want to go back to battle with and for. And he is one of those guys who was, I, I would say he was almost a point guy on not being afraid to go for it on fourth down before every, yeah. before the yeah. league caught up with him. He was ahead of the curve on that. You're exactly right. Yeah. He's, he's a very aggressive play caller. And, you know, when you're, when you're a, a player 
are you you have hopes that the coach, you know, it starts with the coach, and he's got belief in you. Then you kind of start believing in yourself. You're like, oh, if this guy really thinks I can do it, I guess I can. Let me show you. So I I declared I declared earlier this morning. I said I think I'm a Jacksonville fan now. When did things get serious on the Chargers sideline? I mean, you too late. You, well, whatever it was, it was too late. Got a 27 point lead, and then too late. yeah, it was way too late. I mean, these young teams and young coaches, you know, you just you got to figure out a way to close out a game. And it looks like their play call and everything else from the Chargers sideline just kind of went into coast mode, and that was way too early. You know, early in the third quarter is way too early to start coasting and trying to squeeze the clock. Well, they got outscored 31-3 to in the second half, right? Yeah. I think they were probably the worst team to be a fan of all weekend. Oh, the Chargers? Yeah. Yeah, that was a horrible loss. That was a horrible loss. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And it was yeah, only that definitely hurt. It was only like nine o'clock in San Diego when that game ended. So you were still kind of like awake enough to go, Well, I guess I'll go to bed. If I can sleep. I guess, right? I guess that's our I guess that's our season. Oh. You know, um, Kirk Cousins is getting buried in Minnesota for that last pass he threw, you know, the what they have fourth and six and he threw like a two yard out and the receiver yeah. was tackled like on the spot. But I can I get that play because of your era in Green Bay and Mike Holmgren. Mike Holmgren's thing was, if you're going to be a receiver for me, one, you have to catch the ball, right? You can't drop it. There can be no drops. And two, you have to break the first tackle. Very true. And I thought... I mean, you need to be able to make one person miss, that's for sure. Right, That that was Holmgren's whole thing. You have to make the first guy miss. And I think that's what Kirk Cousins is doing because if that guy misses, which he didn't, he gets the first down easy. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's a lot of that is the mindset of, you know, there was a lot of pass rush and there was a lot of debris in his face all day as far as not just not just sacks, but, you know, just people making him uncomfortable in the pocket. And I feel like by the time you get to the fourth quarter, you've really got quarterbacks in that game. He definitely had happy feet. So he didn't feel like he'd have enough time to try to go too vertical with the ball. But yeah, I mean, sometimes you got you got to throw the ball to the guy that's open, and he's got to make a play. So you're counting on guys to make plays for you and get to that first down marker. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so what? But what? Hey, it's Minnesota, so that's probably I felt oh. so good when they lose, right? <laughs> I felt good. I was good uh, with them losing. It helped me deal with uh, the season, and I was good with uh, Pete Carroll losing. I enjoyed that quite a bit. <laughs> Misery love company. Yeah, I don't. I don't like San Francisco much, but I don't either. I, enjoy... I don't either. And you know, I hate cheering for. I don't. I'm not cheering. I'm not cheering. Let me change that. I hate pulling for the Cowboys, but I'm definitely not pulling for the 49ers. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. <laughs> but then they've got a great story. They they've got. A trash talking third string quarterback that looks like you know he looks like my paper boy that drops off the mail paper that drops off drops off the paper every six, at six a.m. in the morning. He looks like he's probably about fourteen years old. Purdy, Brock Purdy, Purdy. Yeah. yeah, Brock so, Purdy. So who's left the the Giants? Yes. 
The Cowboys. Yeah. The 49ers. Out of those, uh, Philadelphia, because yeah. Doug Peterson. Uh, Philadelphia, Doug Peterson's in Jacksonville. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. He right. Ain't, he ain't with the Eagles no more. So who's left? Yeah. The Giants. Those are your four in the NFC. Yeah. yeah. I want them all to lose. So what's your what's what game are you most interested in next week before we go? What matchup? Oh wow. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking Dallas 49ers. You know, it's it's gonna be interesting because the 49ers, we talk about a third string quarterback, they're playing some of the best football right now. And you know, it's like a high school team because they're running the ball eighty percent of it. But they've got playmakers in every position. So they're an interesting team because you look at the NFL now, nobody wants to play the run. It just doesn't feel good, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see if Dallas has enough to get over that hump. they got enough defense. Do they have enough offense, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they've got, they've got pass rushing defense. But, again, if you look at, like, how do we beat Dallas this year? Really running the ball. So can they stand up strong enough against the run is going to be a big question. We'll find Troy out. and Joe are, uh, what, what Troy was saying that Pollard should be there, their main ball carrier guy over there in Dallas. Over Elliott? Yeah. Of course, yeah. Elliott's that guy. He's done. Yeah, he's had a knee bruise or a knee bone issue the last two seasons, and you can kind of tell uh, when he's running the ball. Just when, when you look at explosion, he doesn't have a lot of explosion with the ball, so if I had to make a choice, which everybody is saying there's going to have to be a choice at the running back position this year uh, in Dallas, I think it would definitely be Pollard. Yeah, he's got more tread left on the tire. And if he could also kick, that would be a real... <laughs> if he can kick the ball. Real plus. Could, did you ever kick Santana? Did they ever say, you know, you ever have to run out on the field and kick off, extra point, whatever? Yeah, during training camp one year, we had like a... We had field goal contests between the O line and D line for yeah. extra for yeah. an extra hour or so a curfew. And you guys know I made my kick, right? <laughs> I know I made my kick. She kicked straight on. Yeah, straight, yeah. straight on. Lou Groza style. Right. Yeah. All right, all right. Head down, follow through. We're good. How, how close would you think McCarthy was on Monday night to go and get get the backup ready? Uh, we're not sending him back out there. I don't think he even thought about it. That's the, that's the deal, guys. There's no backup kickers. It's probably maybe the punter has done a few kicks, but there's no, like, it's not like a backup quarterback or a backup defensive tackle. There's, he's not on the plane. Everybody <laughs> was down on the kicker, but nobody wanted to go in there instead of him. I don't know, man. Four, right. four kicks in a row. Oh. No, four. Okay. All right, yep. Santana, we'll talk to you next week. All right, fellas, have a good week. All right, enjoy the matchups next weekend. Yes, sir.